I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Boom, people. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking about the hardest part of starting a fund. Now, as you guys know, this channel and our whole thing with Investment Fund Secrets is dedicated to help people launch and scale investment funds. It's been very fun. I've launched two funds. I'm actually launching a third fund right now in the next couple of weeks that it's coming out. We have helped hundreds of other fund managers get started in their fund journey. We have, we have a few student funds that have done well over $10 million, a few that have hit over hundred million and one that's over $2.5 billion that they've done in and raised AUM inside of their fund, which has been crazy. So in this video, we're going to talk about what is actually the hardest part. I mean, we have over 4,000 students. I've seen a lot of funds. What is the hardest part? Is it the SEC? Is it legal? Is it investors? Is it reporting? No, it's not any of these. Okay. These are stuff you might think about. Oh, it's going to be hard to figure out. We teach this all the time in our, in our course, we go through all of it. I'm here to tell you the hardest part of starting a fund. Now I've gone through this video. We're gonna talk all about it. The last year I have, uh, I've been a part of, or in the thought process of launching around four different funds and all four of them, some way, shape or form didn't work out because of this one big thing. So you guys ready to get into it? Sound good? So let me paint a scenario for you. I think we've all been there when you're starting a business. Everybody gets together. You got a few guys or gals that you want to work with. We all hop on a Zoom call. Everyone starts chit-chatting about this great idea. Oh my gosh, we're going to do this really cool thing. We make some assignments. Okay, let's meet back next week and we'll talk about it again. Everyone disperses and you come back the next week and no one has done anything. Anybody been a part of this? I've been a part of dozens of company, not really companies, ideas that were on this track. Everyone leaves. Okay. Okay. We're going to be focused this week. Let's do it again. Everyone leaves. They come back. Nothing is done. And because people are busy, they got kids. Someone's going on vacation. We got to wait for this to get done. And what happens is over the course of a month or a week or a year, things fall through and that the actual company or business does not get launched. So because of this, now we're going to touch on this. I know I'm teasing the, the hardest part. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys in just a second, but and we're talking about starting a fund today is the actual forming of the actual, who are the partners going to be? And what are you going to actually, how's the split going to work underneath that? And how are you actually going to, you know, the, what are the bylaws of the actual company and who's going to do what? Now this sounds dumb. You're probably watching like Bridget. That's so dumb. I, I, that's easy. I have been a part of too many businesses, especially funds. This is the biggest thing that blows up. I was on a, a call this morning. I had a partner call me. We were looking at starting a fund. The two partners, I was, I was on a trip over the weekend. I was gone. I get back today. It's Monday morning. The two partners decided they hate each other. They don't want to work together anymore. This blows people up. And why did they want it? So let me dive into that. These two partners, what happened? Number one, they got a little greedy on the splits, both of them. Both of them wanted more for what they were doing. Didn't feel like they were compensated well with their equity split. And number two was this, who's going to do what? One partner didn't think the other partner was doing much. He was wasting his time. And that partner didn't think he knew what he was doing. If you can nail this right at the beginning, it is massive, massive to get launched. 
Now the SEC, the reporting, the filing, all that kind of stuff, we can help you with. We have tons of videos, program, we have a course, we have actually a black card group. We work one-on-one with people to do all that. That stuff's not that hard. The harder piece comes down to this. Who are your partners? What are you going to split? And who's, who's going to do what? So let's dive into a little bit of this. Now you guys have seen me draw this out before. I call it the three circles of a fund. Three circles of death. Three circles of whatever you want to call it. Three circles of a fund is a good name for it. Okay. Over here, you have your expert investor. In the middle, you have your fund manager. And over here, you have your money raiser. Every fund, big or small, has these three categories. Now, sometimes it's three people. Sometimes it's two people that split between the two of them. Sometimes it's one person that does all three of those. But all three of these roles need to be taken care of. On the left over here, this person is your person that's amazing at trading options, right? They are just sitting in their basement all day. They trade options. They're just incredible, right? This is your expert investor. This person it's kind of like me. I'm usually pretty good at this. This is the fund manager. This is the person that understands the SEC, puts it all together, formulates everything, gets the documents, the legal, the reporting, all the operations happening here. And then finally, the money raiser. It's in the name. This person's very good at connecting capital to your fund, going out and going to fancy parties and dinners and meeting all the wealthy people and bringing the money in. Now, I get this question from everybody. Bridger, okay, I get the three circles. And by the way, as you grow, you're going to end up doing a slice of one of these three. But you know, at the beginning, what should the equity split look like? Because guess what? And this happened this morning with that fund I was a part of. This guy thought that he was better than these two guys. And this guy over here thought, oh, no, no, I'm way more important. I'm bringing in the money. The money's way more important. And this guy right here said, dude, I'm doing all the work. I'm up till midnight running documents. You guys are at fancy parties, raising money. Like, why are you taking more money? And you can see how all three parties don't like to get along. So the question I always get, Bridger, what does equity split up typically look like between these three parties? Now, again, this is like all business. It's all negotiable. So I've seen some funds where this guy gets 20%, this guy gets 30 and this guy gets 50, right? Like, I mean, it just doesn't matter, right? Sometimes there's different people for different things, but as a general rule, and I've, again, I've worked with hundreds of funds. What I have typically seen, even at big funds that have thousands of employees, typically, about of and maybe they have 50 partners about one third of the equity goes here about one third of the equity goes here and about one third of the equity goes here i i it's weird that it equals out i it just i've just seen that i look this is the legal ops uh cfo partners i'll get this your capital markets partners you get about a third i've seen your expert investors get about a third I think it's a good baseline to start from, especially when you're trying to formulate a partnership. Now, let me make another note. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm going on a rant here, but this is so crucial with a fund. Something I love to do because, and I haven't talked to these partners. I said, guys, I think we can figure this out. We are not setting up like Facebook from day one. A lot of people, especially in the fund world, you get a lot of egos, you get a lot of these, you know, freaking alpha male, alpha females that want to just go kill everybody and they won't take less than their certain equity percentage they believe they should have. Guys, we're not setting up Facebook today. The beautiful thing about funds is we can set up fund one today. This is fund one and we split our equity, whatever we think. Maybe it's a third, a third, a third. What we can do is fund one will run well, guess what? Probably a year from now, we're going to set up fund two with a new partnership, a new entity. And guess what? We can renegotiate our equity splits with a lot more data. Because right when you're starting a business, you really don't know who's going to perform what. And people, everyone talks the big talk. You really have no idea who's going to do what. By the time, you know, after a year though, you're you're like, okay, I get that, you know, this person can do this very well or can't, does it very poorly. You then can launch fund three with different partners. If you want to bring in new partners, cool. 
What I mean is we're not starting Facebook. We're not starting Facebook from day one where you've got to be very careful with what equity you're giving up. In funds, you launch multiple funds. You can renegotiate equity. Now, another thing that I love, Bridger, how do we, you know, what if somebody's bad or whatever? I love, and actually I just did this in a new fund I'm launching right now. We put a clause as partners, we have one year. Okay, we have one year in our partnership. After that year, we're all gonna sit down together as partners. And this, by the way, this works in some partnerships, won't work in others, but after a year, we can renegotiate our equity splits based on certain KPIs. And actually one of my mentors funds, they had about 14 partners on their first fund, which is hard. I mean, you're pulling on a lot of egos, a lot of people, 14 partners, a lot of people. And they had no clue if some would perform, some wouldn't perform, like what's going to be the, you know, what's going to happen here. And so they said, after a year, we're going to renegotiate. You are subject to lose 50% of your equity. If you don't hit certain KPIs or performance metrics based on the other, the group decision, any partner could lose up to 50%. What it did is what it kept everybody accountable. One of my mentors was telling me, he said, after that first year, he goes, we had one partner that was just busy, had another business, he had whatever. He just didn't spend much time working with us. He lost 50% of his equity after a year. And then on the next fund, he got a way, way, way smaller percentage on the next fund. And what I was saying before about, back to the title of the video, the hardest part of starting a fund. Again, the partnerships, the roles, who's doing what, and the biggest answer to this in my, any of my businesses I've started, and again, you guys know my story. In college, I started six businesses, right? And, and now I have multiple seven-figure companies. And the companies that worked and the partnerships that worked and the ones that got off the ground quickly were all built off of momentum. I think momentum is huge and underrated. If you can get your team to the first dollar as quickly as possible, it absolutely changes the trajectory of that partnership, which ends up being the hardest part of the fund. Because that's what everyone at the beginning is motivated. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, coolest idea. We're gonna, we all got momentum, right? Let's get working. But after you go for three months or six months or eight months or a year, people go, you know what? I'm gonna do something else or I'm gonna move on or this is taking too long. If you can get people to the, the first dollar as quickly as possible, because guess what happens? When you start getting a dollar from a new business, you go, shoot. Frick, I'm, maybe I should spend some more money there. The moment your partners all get a distribution, a paycheck, everyone goes, shoot, you know what? I'm going to probably, you know, I've got all these side businesses and real estate and other stuff I'm doing. I'm going to probably spend more time and attention to this thing because I can see the momentum and I already have dollars in my account. I had a mentor tell me this years ago. It was one of the best things I've ever done. I am a big believer in momentum and getting to that dollar quickly. So how do you do that? How do you get to that first dollar quickly? In my opinion, back to those three circles, don't be as stringy <laughs> about the equity. Again, you can launch multiple funds. You can renegotiate later. Get started fast. Number two, use resource like we're telling you here. We got tons of videos. You guys want to see some of our other videos above. We've got videos on starting hedge funds, how to put them together. And number three, if you really want to go fast, we have actually a one-on-one coaching group. I've got about eight coaches on my team. We have a whole fulfillment team. We help you launch funds. We help people launch funds in three, four, five, seven, ten weeks through the whole process up raised five, $5 million, $7 million, 10, 12, $15 million. It's all about momentum. I pay for shortcuts. If you guys want to work with us, you can click the link below. I think there's like a call link or something. You can hop on, see if it works for you guys, but I'm a huge believer in momentum. This is the hardest part of starting a fund is getting the right team in place, getting the right partnership. And again, this is the hardest part of starting a fund. Once you're running the fund, there's a whole different set of problems, but starting a fund, getting it started. This is the biggest roadblock you'll hit 
And if you can get over it and be able to use some of these tools, you'll be in a good spot. Thank you guys so much. Hit the like button below, subscribe. We'll see you guys in the next video. Bye. Hey, hey, it's Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch and scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't want to talk about that on here. But if you want to learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys. And I'll see you in the next episode.